Ashley Dansby with your local news on Stagecoach Media, brought to you by Patterson Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Marshall. Patterson Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Marshall, Texas is the place to go for all of your vehicle needs. Whether you want to purchase a brand new vehicle, a certified pre-owned, or maybe you'd like to custom order a vehicle that you make every single decision about, you can certainly do that at Patterson Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Marshall. Once you have a brand new car, and once you've selected the new vehicle, they will keep you on the road with their excellent parts and service department. That's Patterson Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Marshall. Check them out today. You can also visit their website at pattersonofmarshall.com. In the news today, Aaron Sorensen of Longview credits representatives of Longview's Eastman Chemical Company visiting his high school in helping him choose his career path. He is a process operations technology student at TSTC's Marshall campus. He says he made the right choice by pursuing the program's associate degree. TSTC's Process Operations Technology Program teaches students about industrial processes, process technology, safety, troubleshooting, and other topics. Companies need more potential employees like Sorensen. According to Indeed.com, there are more than 300 chemical operator jobs and more than 2,000 plant operator jobs open now in Texas. Texas had more than 6,700 chemical plant and system operators as of May 2021. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics, the average base salary per year in Texas is more than $64,000. Cities in the state with the highest pay include Houston, Beaumont, Deer Park, LaPorte, Orange, and Pasadena, according to Indeed.com. Dylan McNally of Union Grove is scheduled to graduate in December with the program's associate degree. He said his post-graduation options are open, from trying to get hired at Eastman to working at other processing facilities. McNeely came to the program after having studied at two-year colleges and working as a locksmith. David Longoria of Marshall is scheduled to graduate in December with the program's associate degree. Now, he already attended a two-year college and studied sports nutrition, but he saw more opportunities in process operations. Longoria says he enjoys the hand-on work and looks forward to doing more of it somewhere in East Texas upon his graduation. Longoria and Sorensen said that hearing from program alumni who already are working in the field can go a long way in giving future and current students an idea of what to expect in the workplace. Process operations technology is part of TSTC's money-back guarantee. Other eligible programs include diesel equipment technology, electrical line worker and management technology, electrical power and controls, industrial systems, instrumentation technology, precision machining technology, robotics and industrial controls technology, and welding technology. These programs were chosen because they are in high demand across our state. Students in their first semester are eligible to sign up for free with Campus Career Services representatives. Students are able to take part in workshops to learn about resume writing, interview techniques, and other employment skills. Students who are not hired in their field within six months after gradu uh, graduation will be eligible to get a tuition refund for their time at TSTC. Registration continues for the fall semester at the school. For more info, go to tstc.edu. Well, it is kitten season and the pet place of Marshall is overrun. Here's more from Kay Hill. Yes, we've had just people, they come to our door every day with kittens and um, they're finding kittens at their house. Their mama cat that they didn't have spayed is having kittens and they're, you know, 
wanting us to take them. We're full of cats. We actually have cats over at PetSense trying to get them adopted there. So this is kitten season. Um, we'll have a, an abundance through probably the end of summer, first of the fall, and then it'll kind of slow down. So we have plenty of kittens for adoption. Yeah. And then, so you, you mentioned spay, and I know the Animal Protection League is here, I think, twice a month now? Now, now starting in August, they'll be here every Thursday and one Saturday. So this August, they'll be here like five times. It's every Thursday. Uh, surgeries are by appointment. Uh, Walk-up vaccinations, um, meds type thing is from 10 to 2. And so if you're needing to get your pet fixed at a reduced rate, you can use the Animal Protection League. You can make those appointments with the Animal Protection League by calling 903-753-7387. They also have a very active Facebook page where you can see their daily schedule and other great information. Well, don't forget Stagecoach Media and our sponsors, Community Health Court, Meadowbrook Funeral Home, Healthcare Express, and Buddy Power Promotions will have a big free kids concert this Saturday evening on the downtown square in Marshall. It'll be at Telegraph Park's stage. Anna Banana Singalongs will be there singing songs that kids love to hear. We're going to have some great goodie bags for the kiddos, some informational uh, important info for parents and then the first 75 that attend will get a free drink token from Joe Pine Coffee. In addition to that, Healthcare Express will be set up for great back to school fun photos. It's going to be a great time. It all begins at six o'clock this Saturday evening on the downtown square in Marshall. That's at Telegraph Park, six to seven thirty, totally free. It's going to be hot, but come on out. It'll be a good time. Well, today I am introducing a brand new segment. This one focuses on the incredible women across the Marshall Harrison County area. And I'm super excited to introduce this to you. It's going to be an every Wednesday feature. It's brought to you by Meadowbrook Funeral Home. Incredible Local Women on Stagecoach Media is presented by Meadowbrook Funeral Home. Meadowbrook Funeral Home and Cremation Services of Marshall, Texas is proud to serve the community they love and call home. Voted Hometown Best 2022 by Marshall News Messenger readers, Meadowbrook Funeral Home and Cremation Services owners Melinda and Richard Galden put families first. When your family is faced with a difficult decision, Meadowbrook Funeral Home and Cremation Services will treat you with the care, love, and respect your family deserves. Meadowbrook Funeral Home and Cremation Services, where they put families first. Karen Bickerdike today, who is one of my favorite people, and I thank you so much for, mm -hmm. for letting me visit with you. We're talking to women across Harrison County who are outstanding in their own right to get things done, work with other people, and just really make things happen here in our town of Marshall and our county, Harrison County, and, and you're certainly one of those. Um, you know, I, I wanted to kind of go back and, and talk to you, and we were joking about this before we went on the air. Um, that you and Glenn are not originally from Marshall. And I think a lot of people probably don't realize that or, or forget about that. How did y'all end up here? Well, you know, it's funny. I kind of forget that I'm not from Marshall as well. <laughs> we, Glenn and I both grew up in Tyler. We got married in 1990 and we moved to Lufkin shortly afterwards in 91 and lived there for a little over 10 years. He was approached to uh, for an opportunity to move here and honestly, the only time I had ever even been to Marshall, actually, was with my high school drill team. And so I was like, okay, so what's in Marshall? So we moved here, and uh, I guess that was 2001, right at Thanksgiving. In fact, our first 
not here in Marshall was the lighting of the courthouse downtown. You know, we've been here, what, this November will be 21 years, but uh, in many ways, this is my home. So if y'all have been here 21 years, y'all had two young kids at the time, I guess both of the boys were, were born? Yes, we, Chase was, let's see, I guess he was six, and Cade had just turned two, and I joke when we talk with people about how long we've been here. I said, Cade was my only friend for like two years. I said, my only friend was two years old for two years. (laughs) (laughs) It was just the two of us, you know, getting Chase acclimated at school. He started in kindergarten uh, with David Crockett with Elaine Harris, who ended up being a neighbor and a phenomenal teacher. And then Cade stayed home with me and we, our outings were going to the Marshall Life Center. (laughs) And um, that's kind of what we did for a couple of years. That's the pace we took. (laughs) One of the things that you did is help to develop MISD's uh, dyslexia curriculum um, many years ago. Talk a little bit about the reasoning for for that, if you would. Well, as I mentioned, Chase was in kindergarten when we moved here. I had known since he was four years old that he did have dyslexia. And for those that aren't real familiar about what dyslexia is, it's a phonological processing uh, difference that people process their phonics differently. So I knew since he was four that he had dyslexia. We moved here. um, I started kind of inquiring. Elaine was noticing some things in school. I started inquiring about what we had in place. And we did not actually have a, quote, dyslexic curriculum in place at that time. We had other interventions. We had reading recovery, Boys Town Reading. Um, I think there were a couple of other things that are great programs, but none of those are specific to dyslexia. And at that particular time, TEA had required for about 16 years, I believe, that we have a curriculum. And, um, you know, there were many other districts around us that had curriculums. And probably the quickest and easiest thing to do would have been to say, okay, don't worry about that. We'll just go, you know, to school district B that can serve it to him. But that just didn't seem right to us, actually. We felt like God had called us to Marshall, and Marshall was where we were supposed to be and where we were supposed to be invested. So we kind of dug our heels in and, you know, rallied the troops and, did a lot of education of ourselves, a lot of education of um, the administrators and faculty in this area, and uh, actually got implemented a premier dyslexic program. You know, I've known for years that you are passionate about people, so it doesn't surprise me that you, you know, didn't want to just go to a different district. You wanted to make a difference here, not only for your own kids, but other kids coming up afterwards as well. Um, you know, is that kind of where your love for education stemmed, or did you already have that love? Well, actually, uh, and I don't want this to sound like this is Karen Tootin' Karen's horn or anything, because there's so much left to be worked on in Karen Bickerdike, but um, it, it is about people. You know, I just don't believe we should ever be so short-sighted that we're the only faces we see in the mirror. Uh, that when we look in the mirror, we realize we're just representative of a much bigger picture. Um, when I've always liked people, <laughs> um, 
maybe not all people. Some people I've liked more than others. (laughs) (laughs) People as a species (laughs) I have liked. Um, But, you know, I I just remember sitting there uh, when I was advocating for Chase uh, with the superintendent at that time. Um, I said, do you understand I can take my child anywhere and get what he's going to need? And trust me, he's going to get exactly what he needs. But there's 12 to 15% of your student population that he's at bat for. And, you know, we're not going to just let him take his pitches and go back to the dugout. So I, I think yes and, and no that that's where it started. I think it's just part of who I am. My parents raised me to to never look at, you know, my little world just consuming myself or even my immediate family, Um, you know, to look out for others. I I think that's a calling we have um, as people that we are supposed to be compassionate and look out for others. Um, So it was probably rooted back just the way I was raised. But, yes, I I, I saw it kind of um, flesh out with, my interest in the dyslexic program, but it's it's spilled over to other areas, and you know, in adult education, as as I'm in now, it's much the same thing. You are in adult education, as you mentioned a moment ago, and the executive director of the Marshall Harrison County Literacy Council. So, y'all do various things, all focusing on adults, whether it be helping them to gain citizenship, as we saw not too long ago, or get their GEDs. There's there's a plethora of services that you all offer. Talk a little bit about what what you're able to do for adults here in Harrison County through the Literacy Council. Okay, uh, you know, there are so many um, services here in Harrison County that I feel like people are just not aware of, and and ours is one of them. I wish there was some way to get our services into everyone's uh, ear in this area, but as a literacy council, we provide uh, one-on-one tutoring, and we do have a small class that meets on Saturday for ESL, but we provide one-on-one tutoring for adults seeking to advance their literacy skills, uh, adults that are wanting to learn English as a second language, uh, possibly prepare to take their GED exam, or as you mentioned, even study for the U.S. citizenship test. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Chase was representative of a small, was one representative of a portion of students in this area that had dyslexia. And I see it much the same way with adults. For every adult that comes in, I feel like they're just representative of a population out there that is needing our help. So my hope is that for every person that comes in, that they have such a positive experience that they go and share their experience with someone else and it you know, basically become successful that way. What is, when you work with with students and adult students and you see them gain those successes, what is the greatest joy for you? Oh, the absolute greatest joy and possibly the only joy I have is their confidence. Um, Recently, within the last couple of weeks, I had a student come in wanting to see – to get their GED. What we do as the first step is we have them take a online pretest just to see where they are. 
when the student sat down, the amount of um, oh, the amount of defeat that was in this student's face and body language. The student had already canceled uh, two days earlier because they didn't feel like they were ready for the practice exam. And when they walked in, I could just tell from body language, we're going to have to start at ground one. <laughs> and so when the student sat down and you know, expressed to me the fears that they had about taking this exam, and first thing I said, and I, I speak pretty boldly to them. I feel like I can since they're adults. And I just said, I don't know who in your life has told you that you're not worth it, but I want you to forget everything that they have ever said. I don't know who in your life has told you that you couldn't, but you've got to forget that. And I said, if I had to guess, you were the one telling yourself this. And I said, it, that's just not allowed in this building. I said, you are worth it, and you are capable, and we will not let doubt and dis discouragement live in here. And the amount of relief that that student had in their face, sometimes that's all it takes, actually, is just telling them that they're worth it and that they can. It was overwhelming. That experience was overwhelming. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, outside of, of the Literacy Council, you do so many things. You've been a, a volunteer for the Greater Marshall Chamber of Commerce, various other organizations. Um, obviously, you have, you know, a, a, a granddaughter now who's a, a year, year and a half old, um, three beautiful children. One's about to graduate from college. One, I think, is going into her senior year of high school. So, Thanks, outside Ashley. Of <laughs> <laughs> Here's again. I know, I know, I know. But but what are your joys outside of the Literacy Council? I, because I know you have got such great friends and family and so many people around here that, that you love and so many things you enjoy doing. That is so funny you asked that. <laughs> Just Sunday night, Kendall Glenn and I were sitting uh, in the living room and we were, Glenn truly loves playing golf, which I just absolutely cannot understand, but uh, loves playing golf. And, of course, Kendall loves dance. And I said, y'all, I don't know that I have a hobby. And they both looked at me and they said, yes, you do. And I said, what's my hobby? And we all just kind of sat there. We're like, well, we, we don't know, but we know you have one. <laughs> and I was like, I don't I don't know what my interests are. And I said, you know, my interests are just my people. That's all I'm really interested in is my people, my my family, my friends, my community. And so I don't have one tagged hobby, but I do love, love, love helping people. I love encouraging people, um, Things like that. I've been involved, as you said, with the Chamber of Commerce. That's a totally different group of people than I work with here at the Literacy Council. Um, I was able to work alongside some really bright uh, community members and business members and owners. Um, I've been able to work in the PTA for many years. Um, totally different group of people. I have a developed totally different relationships there than even with the chamber or here at my office. I work uh, with Main Street downtown, once again, a totally different group of people. 
also with my church, uh, trying to be as involved in many areas as I can at my church. Totally different group of people. So I think the key is being involved in multiple groups of people, you know, not not to be so short-sighted that, you know, the literacy council is the only place I can serve or the chamber of commerce is the only place I can serve or PTA is the only place I can serve. Wherever you are is where you need to be serving. Well, that is exactly why we wanted to visit with you today. I think that is, you've answered all the questions that I had. Is there anything that you would like to add for our listeners? Um, No, I would just, you know, there's that old, old saying to bloom where you're planted. Um, I regretfully say for about two years after moving to Marshall, um, I was pretty stagnant. I mentioned earlier, Cade was my only friend and he was two. Um, we lived in Bikini Bottom most of the time, and I was Sandy, and he was Patrick. That's that's how my life was for about two years. Uh, he would even answer the phone when Glee called, hey, this is Patrick. Um, so that's where I was. And for two years, I really couldn't figure out how I was going to find my value in this community. Not, And I'm not trying to insinuate that I'm valuable, but how I was going to find my value and just one day I took a giant step out of my comfort zone and you know stepped into my my school my PTA uh, volunteering in my son's classroom and it just kind of started from there so it's a lonely world when you're not involved Uh, you may find yourself living in bikini bottom (laughs) like I did but uh, (laughs) The the blessings are unbelievable. I truly believe this community is one of the most caring, generous communities that exist. Uh, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of heartache in this mm-hmm. community since we've been here, and I've seen how this community rallies around people. There's been a lot of celebrations, and I've seen how the community celebrates. Um, and you know, just be a part of that. Join Stagecoach Media next Wednesday for another edition of Incredible Local Women, presented by Meadowbrook Funeral Home.